0: rolling along on Amber and Ian, Amber and Ian is presented to you by Progressive Insurance. You can find him at Ian Fitz ESPN. You can find me at Amber W Sports. We got to get you ready for the NFL weekend that is upon us and for that we bring in some help. Lance Taylor, one of the best handicappers that we know, co-host of the next round lanceslock.com. And Lance, thanks so much for joining us. Before we get to all the weekend action, let's just start with tomorrow night. Cowboys Seahawks Thursday night football get us ready for this one how do you see it
2: it's an inflated number and I guess it's because the Cowboys have won three consecutive games but it's all like it's bad competition um you know we've seen the Cowboys play to what we would call elite teams and they're 0-2 they had every opportunity to beat Philadelphia but San Francisco completely skulldruck them 42-10 to And now you got a Seattle team that has lost back-to-back games. They got embarrassed on Thanksgiving, but that was against, you know, maybe the most complete team in all of football in the 49ers. I don't know about you guys. I can't remember the last time Pete Carroll lost three consecutive games. And I do remember this Seattle team going on the road in week two and beating Detroit straight up. So I think eight and a half, a little too inflated here. I think people are all over the Cowboys because it's the Cowboys. And I still think this Seattle team is really, really solid. They're playing for the playoffs live, sitting at 6-5 and five right now. I like Seattle. I'm not daring enough to say we've got a live dog and play the money line. Uh, but right now at ESPN Bet, I'm seeing plus 8.5, and, and I think that's plenty of points. So I'll take the Seahawks here.
3: Man, LT, I was terrified that she was going to say, start with any stories about Fitzsimmons. So I'm glad, Amber, that you didn't go that route because LT and I did go to college together, and there's way too many in that in that vault of his. We're this, owned
0: by Disney, so I have to keep things a little clean here. I'm guessing y'all's college days were not that.
3: We were bookies. I mean, here we go. Need <laughs> right. we say more, right? Bartending and booking is not a way to go – and get out of college in four years. I promise you, I'm, I'm living proof of that. And so it is might be now. we'll
2: see. We have philosophies, man. It was C's, get degrees. Uh, That's it. Show up. You, you know, syllabus day. You got, you got three absences uh, that you could, you could work in, and then uh, make money on the side, side hustles, and C's. That's it, man. I mean, uh, I
0: got out in four years and got a doctorate degree, and here I am just sitting here talking to you guys.
2: <laughs> so- look at you, see, look at you you're right there. You're, you're even with Ian, and Ian took about
0: seven <laughs> years like
3: I did. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, Probably should have had more fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but again, she has more letters and uh, degrees than I have letters in my name, kind of like my wife. But anyway, LT, let's get to San Fran and Philadelphia. I mean, this is one of the bigger games, if not the marquee game on the weekend Right now on ESPN Bet, San Fran minus 2.5 total, 47.5 on the road. And I, I'm already tired of hearing, well, can Brock Purdy play in cold weather? The dude played at Iowa State, Lance. So I'm not worried about right. Purdy in cold weather. How do you see this one right now?
2: Well, you know, I go back last year, NFC Championship game, and full disclosure, I had San Francisco, and I thought they were the better team. And then Brock Purdy obviously gets UCL hurt, and they can't throw the football. And It was one of the... Worst championship games we've ever seen just because they were pigeonholed and they couldn't do anything, and so this game's personal for them. It's kind of a weird number. It opened Philadelphia 2.5, and, and it's flipped to San Fran 2.5. And, and San Fran, to me, is probably the better team, but Philadelphia is hard to explain. I mean, they're sitting there at 10-1. and one. Uh, They've been really good against the number at 6-2-3 and three against the number this year. I backed them this past weekend against Buffalo, and I still don't know how they got out of there with the win, but they find ways to win. Three straight games they've been out but three straight wins. And, again, best record in all of football. Uh, The weather is going to be a little rainy again. It won't be as cold as what you saw against Buffalo. I think it's going to be in the low 50s. Um, I'm right there with you. Brock Purdy played plenty of cold games in Ames. Um, But this Philadelphia, they they just know how to win. Again, I think San Francisco is the better roster. But if I'm getting Philadelphia with points at home, I know for a lot of people that seems like kind of a weird number. But I think right now I would grab the two-and-a-half, and and I think it would play uh, the Eagles and might even play them as an outright dog.
0: Handicapper Lance Taylor joining us here on Amber and Ian, co-host of the next round. You can check his stuff out at Lance'sLock.com. Ian's going to get to some college football with you in just a minute. But Lance, I wanted to ask you, from the handicapping perspective, what have you done with this NBA in-season tournament? Has it changed things? Does it does it matter? Or do you feel like there's more emphasis? Because I know there's been a lot made over the last couple of days, too, about these teams running up the score.
2: Yeah, I think it's a it's a great question. And it's one of these that somebody asked me about last night because, again, full disclosure, I had Miami, a, a, a shorthanded Miami team with no Jimmy Butler against the Bucks, and I was catching four and a half. and Pretty much uh, covered wire to wire until the Bucks went on a late run there and the Heat had one. And this is basketball. you got to have a strong stomach to wager on basketball because uh, it comes down to, uh, you know, a final three or a missed free throw. Um, But, you know, watching the Knicks and what they did to the Hornets last night, that was the game that I pointed out. You know, you even had Knicks players on the bench saying, hey, we we need to run it up. So when you can catch one of these favorites that you feel like is, you know, around six and a half to eight points and you feel like they have an opportunity to win the game by double digits – you know they're going to put the foot down, so it has affected the handicapping a little bit and the outcomes of some of these games. Because you know, in the past, you know, teams that would have a double-digit lead, they would kind of coast and they would they would eat a little clock. But now they're getting after it, so it has been a little bit different.
3: All right, championship weekend, and by the way, I, I look. I'm a fan of the NBA in-season tournament. I, I and one former NBA coach told me, LT, that this is not for our generation. This is for fourteen, fifteen, sixteen-year-olds. Where ten years from now this damn thing is like Premier League soccer, and I then I mean, it's forward thinking by Adam Silver, and I agree with a former coach that told me that. I mean, I I completely agree with it.
2: Well, yeah, I, th- I think we're just so conditioned to the old school NBA, and you know, seeing different courts that mark, hey, this was you know in season tournament, uh, this one wasn't. It's just a little confusing for guys that are used to watching you know eighty two regular season games and then yep. the typical playoff format.
3: All right, championship weekend, man. There's some strange numbers out there. Let's go rapid fire. Let's begin with a game I've got in on Friday night in Vegas with Mark Kestershire and Kelly Stoffer on the call, Herbie Fowler, Holly Rowe on the TV side on ABC. Man, You and I talked about this off air and, and on your podcast, uh, the original roundtable, uh, which you had me as a guest, and I appreciate you having me, brother. Um, man, Oregon by nine and a half right now on ESPN bet. That's a massive number. Explain that to me. I can't I can't explain it Ian it's it's one of those that I thought you know and people asked me before hey you got
2: Oregon and Washington coming up what do you think the number will be and I thought it would be inflated based on the fact that Washington beat Oregon earlier this year I thought it would be about four and a half Oregon just because Oregon since that loss has been dominant and Washington has limped by now they've won every single game but they haven't been good against the number five six and one against the spread on the other hand Oregon has been a covering machine, 10 and two against the number, but nine and a half is a lot of points. And what it tells me, sometimes you just got to throw logic out the window. Uh, Washington's got a lot of senior leadership, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Obviously, Pennix has got a lot of experience. Bo Nix is about to start game number 60. He's playing for the Heisman Trophy. This is obviously what seems to be a, a play-in game to the college football playoff. I think I would have to lay it here, the nine and a half um, – And this is kind of a revenge game, but Oregon is just, they are firing on all cylinders. And I think it's a bad spot for Washington.
0: Handicapper Lance Taylor joining us. Let's get to the SEC championship game, Georgia, Alabama. All chaos will ensue in college football if Alabama upsets Georgia, but Georgia favorite in this one, according to ESPN bet by five and a half. What do you do with this one?
2: Well, Amber, you typically don't get more than a touchdown with the Nick Saban team, and the last time they were in this situation was 2021 in this game in Atlanta. Georgia was a six-point favorite. Nobody gave them a shot. We backed Alabama. They won the game outright. difference was Alabama had a guy named Jamison Williams, and uh, he was a difference maker. Alabama just doesn't have those receivers, but how healthy is Brock Bowers? How healthy is Ladd Um Georgia seems to play their best against the best competition, and Alabama, obviously, didn't play well against Auburn last week, but that's a rival rivalry game, so you kind of give them a pass there. They found a way to win that game. Georgia hasn't been good against the number this year, five and seven, because a lot of these numbers are inflated. And again, they play down the competition at times. I'm going to have to take the points here. You just don't get a lot of opportunities again when you get Nick Saban, um, you know, plus points at all. But now you're getting where I'm looking at ESPN bet plus six and a half. It's been back and forth, five and a half, six, six and a half. Right now, I'm seeing six and a half. I want to take Alabama. I think Jalen Milroe is going to be a handful, and they haven't seen a quarterback. Two things: Carson Beck has not seen a defense like you'll see with Alabama, and Georgia's defense has not seen a quarterback like Jalen Milroe yet this year.
3: How do you feel about Florida State right now? Uh, not good. I think. Right, so, taking, do you think they're, uh, one, of they're think, one of the best four teams in college football?
2: No, I do not. And you know, and, and I think Vegas would tell you this if they played any of the. Top seven teams or top eight teams, including Ohio State, I think they would be a double-digit underdog to all those teams right now. They're minus two and a half in the ACC championship game, and a lot of that is brand. A lot of that is they've got a, a, a you know twelve and zero. Um, they've got that number four by their ranking, and Louisville's coming off a loss to Kentucky. I just don't think Florida State's a very good team. I did back them this past weekend, minus six and a half. Against Florida, I was scared to death when they were down 12 nothing. Defense <laughs> took care of it. But it's a different team without Jordan Travis. You guys know this. And I think it finally catches up. I think Louisville is a solid squad. This is basically a coin flip sitting at 2.5 at ESPN Bet. But uh, I like the dog here. I like Louisville.
3: Just I, I her wasn't head.
0: scared to death. Well, I wasn't scared to death uh, when Florida State was losing to She's Florida. Those were the good times. I am a Gator she... through and through.
3: <laughs> I'm sure even as a Gator, that.
0: though, even as a Gator, I still think still think that they should make the playoffs if they if they go on look, guys.
2: I love chaos, and and there is nothing more chaotic than Bama winning and all of these other undefeateds winning and yep. Texas winning, and then the committees really, really got to uh, put their work in. But I just finally think it's going to catch up with Florida State. Louisville's one of these teams that can score. And that's not Florida State's game right now. So I think if Florida State, let's just flip it. If Florida State was to get down double digits like they did this past week in the Florida against Louisville, they've got serious issues.
3: All right. we, We saved the best for last. When you saw the coach that was riding dirty at Arkansas come back as their OC and Bobby Petrino, what was your reaction?
2: I'm floored. I was always a Bobby Petrino, the coach, fan. And I'll never forget where I was when he had that press conference. And I still don't know whether or not it was a motorcycle accident or not. It was no
3: motorcycle accident. We all know it wasn't a motorcycle accident. That's like in Jaws when Richard Dreyfuss' character goes, this was no boating accident. Come on.
2: Yeah, I, I, I don't know in what world you can hire your mistress. You get... You get busted with it. You lie about it. You get fired. And then you're able to come back more than a decade later. Um, I'm blown one away. I love Sam Pittman. I, ho- <laughs> I hope it works out. But it is one of the strangest hires I've ever seen.
0: Yeah. Uh, alleged mistress who is an alleged staffer uh, and in a subordinate position. Anyways, uh, there you go. Lance alleged. Come on. Alleged. Lance Dale. <laughs> some of that is listen i am a lawyer i cover all my ba- alleged everything everything is allegations in my world hey we, we were allegedly bookies
3: here. when we were in college there we go right exactly right. you guys were right, allegedly right.
0: bookies there is no proof there is proof however that lance taylor is now a handicapper go check him out lanceslock.com also the co-host of the next round thanks lance
2: yep amber appreciate appreciated enjoy the games this weekend
0: Coming up next, if you couldn't tell that Ian absolutely hates the Bobby Petrino hire, he will tell you even more so how much he hates it. That is next. ESPN Radio is also on the ESPN app.
3: Motorcycle accident.
1: (laughs) This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
0: Nearly 12 years after being fired as the head coach of Arkansas, Bobby Petrino is back. Amber and Ian is presented by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. Visit Progressive.com. So Bobby Petrino was hired to be the OC of Arkansas. Go ahead, Ian.
3: Some guys have more than nine lives. Mm-hmm. They like a cat look like JV. And this guy's one of them. I mean, he's returning to Arkansas where he got busted riding dirty. I mean, this is unbelievable. So, let me give you a little synopsis of the career of Bobby Petrino. Go back to when he was an offensive coordinator at Auburn, where he's meeting with the greatest jock sniffer of all time when it comes to college football boosters in Bobby Louder, then the owner and president of Colonial Bank. And he's meeting at a private airstrip somewhere in Tennessee to stab his friend and boss, the head coach of Auburn, Tommy Tuberville, not with a knife but with a sharpened dagger right in the back. But that gets out. Therefore, his coup d'etat doesn't happen. Then fast forward when he weasels his way into being the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons. And when Michael Vick gets busted for dog fighting, what instead of being a man and sticking with his team and fighting with his guys, what does he do? He has a staffer leave a little memo in each of the players' lock, lockers, 78 words about, hey, good luck, boys. I'm out of here. I'm quitting on you. To the point where Keith Brooking, former Falcons linebacker, pride of Georgia Tech, when he was a Cowboys linebacker, when I brought up the name Bobby Petrino to him, basically his tone was, you give me a butter knife and a six-pack in a dark room with Bobby Petrino, and I'm going to have the best bleeping time of my life. Quitter. So backstabber, quitter. Now we fast forward to... Arkansas riding dirty. If you believe that was a motorcycle accident, you also believe that in Jaws that was a boating accident. Well, go to Richard Dreyfus's character. That was no boating accident, all right? And this was no motorcycle accident. He was guilty of infidelity, lying about it with a subordinate. And now He's gone from there to Western Kentucky to Missouri State, found his way somehow that Jimbo Fisher hires him at Texas A&M. I fast-forwarded through a few jobs, and now he's riding dirty back into Fayetteville? Are you Look, I love Sam Pittman. Sam Pittman, the head coach at Arkansas Football, is one of my favorite guys on the planet. This is a... basically, it feels like an act of desperation to bring that guy, that snake, into your house and just look at his history. Again, stabbing Tuberville, his boss and friend, in the back, quitting on a team, infidelity, lying, and now riding dirty back in. The guy's not a good human. And he's found his way back into... The city where if you, this is a true story, Amber, Peter, I was on SEC this morning on Sirius XM with our good friend, Peter Burns. Peter Burns was telling me the story of he's at dinner in Charlotte, North Carolina last night. And he looks at a table across from him with a family of four dad, mom, about a 15 year old daughter and about a 13 year old son. And there's no phones out, which that drew his attention. Impressive family not having some big you know they're actually having a conversation at dinner their phones aren't buried or their head, faces aren't buried into their phones are actually socializing as a family which by the way thank you good job out of this family of four what all of a sudden the dad goes into his pocket pulls out his phone and then is showing the wife and his kids a picture what is a picture of Let's just stay with college football, not the controversial playoff rankings that were released last night, the penultimate college football rankings. No, no, no. It was a picture of Bobby Petrino in a neck brace with his face looking like it was stepped on with a hobnail boot to go Georgia and stay in the SEC. That's what the dad was showing his wife and kids. This is coast to coast, border to border. Any college football town, they're talking about this very thing. Sam Pittman, I love you. Good luck, but I warn you, watch your back. I hope you're wearing Kevlar, because that dude named Bobby Petrino, he doesn't sharpen knives, man. He's sharpening daggers.
0: Yeah, that uh, motorcycle accident, alleged motorcycle accident, sir, focused on his face a lot um, at the time. Really beat it up good, if you know what I mean. Motorcycle the thing is, accident. The thing is... <laughs>
3: That's him. That's his theme song, man. Crank it up whenever the Arkansas offense takes the field. Hit that again, Matt Lack. That should be the theme music when the Arkansas offense takes the field. Just crank that up on the stadium PA right there. Hit it, Matt Lack.
0: What we do know oh, about Bobby Petrino
3: is thank you
0: is when he. Was with Arkansas. He initially said he was in a single vehicle motorcycle accident. We found out later it was revealed (laughs) that he was with a female staffer. The woman turned out to be an Arkansas volleyball player whom Petrino, who was married at the time, a father of four, had engaged in in a romantic relationship. He'd given her a job in the football program. He'd gifted her $20,000. He was later placed in administrative leave. He admitted to the inappropriate relationship. He ends up fired there from Arkansas, and now he's back 12 years later after (laughs) that controversy. Only in
3: the SEC can this happen, Amber.
0: Well, and they didn't hire him to be a good person, right? They hired him because they think he's a good football coach. I mean, that's the reality of it. He's a great play caller. He is. winning, And that's how important winning is in the SEC. And I don't know how much fans are going to end up having an issue with it. You know, I mean, I, I'm a Florida Gators fan. I think there's a lot of Gators fans that would welcome Urban Meyer back with open arms, for example, you know. Any type of savior you- that you can have Stop. from a football perspective, and I guess that's what Arkansas sees as Bobby Petrino being the OC. Not the head coach, the OC. Still, it's. I mean, it is remarkable to see him back there. You know, not just nine lives yes. of coaching, like yes. we yes. know so many of these guys get – but back there to quite literally what felt like the scene of the crime, so to speak. Coming up next here on Amber and In, Plenty more to unpack. We haven't gotten to so much. We'll find out what a big deal is and what's not a big deal.
2: We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com.
1: Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC.
0: Got all fired up about Bobby Petrino. He's calmed down a little bit. Have I? Well, you had a break. (laughs) <laughs> you laughed a couple times during the break, <laughs> so I feel like things are turning up. We also had a conversation about other people that we th- <laughs> that we think are are uh, always somehow failing up. Every. Uh, in- Various industries. I've done
3: that and found a way to uh, come out on the other end, even even you know wealthier and uh, more respected than they were before they rode dirty. So yeah, there you go. Yeah,
0: it's uh, it's amazing. Some Woo. some of the people and the positions that they end up in after the things that they do, uh, it is amazing to see. But what also is a big deal? Let's find out.
3: It's making headlines. Extra, extra, read all about it. But is it a big deal or not a big deal with Amber and Ian
0: and mr james Steele and mr ryan matlack
4: uh so let's just get this one out of the way real quick i've been waiting to do this for uh um, a couple days now so you can amber can roll her eyes at me and no one can care except for me are
0: you about to ask after nearly 10 years
4: away from the company cm punk returned to the wwe (laughs) at survivor (laughs) series on saturday amber big deal or not a big deal
0: Uh, Obviously not a big deal But I do think it's a big deal That I actually knew Not just where you were going With wrestling But who you are going with I continue to know Far more about wrestling Than I ever wanted to know because of my friendship and having to work with you, because of my friendship and having to work with Jonathan Zaslow, and here I am all these years later surrounded by wrestling fans knowing who CM Punk is and that he came back. I mean, such useless information, Ian.
4: This is a really wordy way of saying big deal, so thanks.
0: <laughs> it's not a big deal.
3: I haven't followed wrestling in a long time. I mean, I'm, you're I'm a- grown up? I'm a Mid-South guy, NWA. I'm going deep with Dusty Rhodes and Ric Flair and the fabulous Thunderbirds and the Junkyard Dog, Ted DiBiase, Mr. Wrestling 2. I mean, we're going deep here, right? Iron Sheik, Kamala, the Ugandan warrior, who was actually a defensive tackle at Grambling. But anyway, um, I'll go big deal because it was massive headlines across the country that he's back. So there you go.
4: Yeah, it was the biggest uh, social media video that WWE ever put up. Uh, hu- you know, huge numbers.
3: But he didn't uh, fight, though, right? He didn't wrestle. No, not yet. Uh, or no, there, me, there or is. act. You no, want to go it. it's, don't
4: be. Don't, a tease. don't be Amber. Don't be Amber here.
0: Well, yeah, they got to get it scripted. Got it. Right, Figure it out. Go. I just For love heres.
4: Amber looking to her left, seeing a wrestling fan, looking to her right, seeing a wrestling fan, and also a wrestling fan, and just it
3: doesn't uh, even give youth? it a little bit of respect. Uh, in my youth. Nope, yes, I was. not at all. I used to come home from church, uh, you know, Sunday church and mass, and go right to my mom's office, a little bitty 12-inch TV, and I was convincing my parents that the blood was real on Ted DiBiase's head.
4: It probably was. But how he got it was it real. Well, well, right, exactly. Some of the blood exactly. some of the blood actually <laughs> is real. <laughs>
0: In wrestling. I've also watched too much wrestling because I host... Oh, it's so obnoxious. I, You know, I hosted a local show down in Miami for many, many years on the radio down there. And during COVID, as you know, Ian, working here as a sports radio host during COVID, right? When the world shut down and we had We're no sports, what did you talk yeah. about? So we did a shtick on that show, me and Jonathan Z- Zaslow, where he had to watch The Housewives every week and and give a report. And I had to watch... Wrestling? Raw or whatever every week. Yes. I had to watch WWE during, every week.
3: During the vid, Chris Mitchell, then producer of Freddie and Fitzsimmons, we were wagering on like 2019 women's SEC tennis tournaments <laughs> from like a year prior, not knowing the outcome. And we were actually wagering with each other on air as to who was going to win. There Here's what I
0: remember so specifically, James, about all the wrestling I had to watch. I remember this one match. Where some wrestler got his eye gouged out by the stairs, and then somehow got back up and kept wrestling.
4: Yeah, it was uh, it was the Rey Mysterio Seth Rollins feud. Oh, Seth there Rollins. you go, right yeah, there. I know, there you know what you mean.
0: It's guy gouged uh, out, but don't worry. We're gonna keep it moving. A few minutes later,
4: yeah. The what? the pa- pandemic uh, WWE got a little bit weird here. And it there. got a little weird. <laughs> it was a little we weird. All, we we all weird. Did. There were no we audience. All got you know, a weird. Audience, yeah, yeah, no. Yeah. So you gotta you gotta keep it interesting, <laughs> I guess. All right. Um, so on the newest uh, episode of the New Heights podcast, don't know if you guys have heard of it. Uh, Jason Kelsey and Travis Kelsey's podcast, Machine Gun Kelly called uh, Travis like in the middle of their show, uh, FaceTimed them uh, and offered. Travis Kelsey, who is arguably the greatest tight end in the history of the NFL, five hundred thousand dollars if he would come play for the Browns. Machine Gun Kelly offering money to Travis Kelsey to play for the Browns is that tampering? Big deal. Big deal, not a big deal. I know. I feels like not, can, I know, maybe. not
0: if it's Machine Gun Kelly. He's yeah, not not, not, not a actually big, affiliated with the right,
3: Browns. but not, not not a big deal. Um, but funny.
0: Uh, I I would say it's a big deal that Machine Gun Kelly is a Cleveland Browns fan. I don't know if I had my finger on that. He must be from Cleveland. Yeah, so I, I didn't I see think that coming either. The,
4: the Kelseys are are Ohio boys, and, and well, they played Machine in Cincinnati. They're yeah, Bearcats. Machine Gun Kelly is yep. is a Cleveland Browns fan. He's from. It's Travis
0: uh, Kelsey just hanging out with Machine Gun Kelly, Megan Fox, right? Like I mean, just Dayton Taylor Swift. An some, A-lister, this Travis some, Kelsey. There's some
4: speculation online that whenever Machine Gun Kelly had called him on FaceTime, Travis was looking off camera at somebody. I think hurt. it was Megan? No, no, her, no, Travis Oh, Taylor, oh, Taylor,
0: Taylor she's, got done, with yeah, she's now, done with her heiress tour now. Yeah, she's done with her tour. I know, I just saw a headline so, that she was moving into his mansion. Uh,
4: is she producing the pod now? In
0: Kansas City. Uh is she,
4: Matlack, is she producing the pod now? <laughs> well, we're just adding it to the resume. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Pop uh, sensation uh, producer. She's there, might as well put her to work. You know, get some input.
0: I, I would say overall, it's not a big deal that Machine Gun Kelly is offering him $500,000 to go play for the Browns. Also, I would imagine Travis Kelsey makes a few more dollars than that. So I think he's sitting pretty and, you know, under contract. <laughs> so there's that.
4: Yeah, I think I think uh, $500,000 is a little bit of a low ball offer, too. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, Honestly. That's you know, like, you know, not very <laughs> let's, much. Let's, uh, like,
0: let's get up into the millions and we can start, we can start talking. Yeah. Okay? 500000 if I have Travis Kelsey's bacon. It's a very
4: though. Dr. Evil low ball offer. Uh, okay, $1 so, million.
0: $500,000. 500000 is a Tuesday for Taylor Swift. Come on.
4: <laughs> <laughs> hey that's funny because it's true yeah all right so the browns they signed uh joe flacco uh just recently and now he's their qb2 meaning he could play here at some point uh very soon for the browns uh, amber big deal not a big deal joe flacco browns qb2 yeah i
0: mean it's a big deal i guess it's a big deal to see him back under center uh, but only a big deal because he's got a big name otherwise overall this doesn't spell good things for the Cleveland Browns that is a team that has had some seriously bad luck with Deshaun Watson and Dorian Thompson Robinson in terms of health it's a great defense but with Joe Flacco you're probably not winning a Super Bowl 38 year old Joe Flacco anyways
3: uh, I'm going to go not a big deal because it is Joe Flacco and he is 38 and the dude is KP now can't play.
4: Do we not have any other like options here for the Browns? Like, can can you bring anyone else in right now? Joe Flacco. Who who else is sitting on the know. street? I, I mean, at anyone. least he, Joe
0: Flacco can learn a playbook like that, though. That's what they need, well, right? Like, a, who else is sitting maybe. on the street?
4: I don't know. I, 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 there has to be someone. All right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now, there were options. Like, a lot of people were wondering if they were going to somehow, you know, try to go after one of these other options, like finagle something before the trade deadline, which is probably what they should have done, right, in hindsight.
4: If only they had, like, a Josh Dobbs type of uh, player on their roster. Well, man. Uh, New England Patriots coach Bill Belichick said he wasn't announcing a starting quarterback for Sunday's game against the Chargers. But oh, uh, if the portion of practice open to reporters Wednesday is any indication, He's turning to back up Bailey Zappi as the top option. Zappi took multiple repetitions at the full pads practice, then was followed by undrafted rookie Malik Cunningham, who was on the practice squad. Uh, incumbent starter Mac Jones didn't take any throws in the time that reporters were pre- present, nor did practice squad quarterback Will Greer. Ian, big deal, not a big deal. It it seems like maybe Bailey is the guy this
3: week. I'm going to go big deal because you spent a 15th round, uh, 15th overall pick on Mac Jones and you ruined him. And it's Bill Belichick. Remember, Mac Jones, as a rookie, helped them get to the playoffs and was in the Pro Bowl as an alternate. And now you bring in the following year, Matt Patricia, defensive coordinator, to call offensive plays. You ruined the guy. He needs a change of scenery. Matt Jones needs to get the hell out of New England. It's a big deal because you have completely – Bill Belichick, you have ruined a 15th overall pick, and he needs a complete reset.
0: They are sitting at dead last in the AFC. They have zero shot of making the postseason. This is absolutely not a big deal because who the hell cares? And everybody's going to be gone from the New England Patriots after this season. That probably includes Bill. That definitely includes Mac Jones and frankly, probably Bailey Zappi as well. Doesn't matter who's playing quarterback for them.
4: Uh, Pretty sad ending to the Bill Belichick era in New England, isn't it? Seems pretty yeah,
0: but that's, that's what happens when you don't right? go out on top. Like, if you're going to ride it out forever, watch out, Nick Saban, right? I mean, there's only one way to go when you're at the Saban. top.
3: Nick Saban? Hold on. Yeah. there's only were, one
0: way to go when you you're at the top of that, a sport.
3: Are you one of the ones that saying that at, at, after the South Florida game? Because last time I checked, they're in the SEC title game yet
1: again. Yeah,
0: fine. No, another good season from him. But I'm just saying that when you're at the top, and you're used to the dominance, there's only one way to go the longer you coach. So Nick Saban retiring right now makes a lot of sense. If he continues to ride this out, who knows, right?
3: Tom Landry more than Nick Saban because Tom Landry went out just awful. I mean, it was was as bad as it gets, but that was new ownership. Belichick is going to be going out the same way Tom Landry did.
4: Uh, One more real quick. Uh, We might have a uh, Tom Brady, Morgan Wallen uh, golf out out here sometime soon. Uh, Wallen uh, initiated an offer to go golfing to Brady on Wednesday morning after Brady posted a highlight reel of golf shots to his Instagram page with some of Morgan Wallen's most popular songs playing in the background. And following Morgan's comment, it only took a matter of minutes for Brady to accept the musician's challenge. His signature let's... Uh, uh, F. There we go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, at Morgan Wallen, Brady wrote. So, um, Amber, that's your, Morgan Wallen's your guy. They he me is deal, my guy. Uh, uh,
3: he's my guy. He sp- looks
4: like he's going to go golfing with Tom Brady. My
0: Spotify 2023 wrap up just told me that Morgan Wallen was my number one played artist in 2023 all of my most played artists were country artists by the way i thought i was very varied and eclectic in my taste but apparently not according to spotify yeah that's a big deal man we're talking about tom brady is always a big deal morgan Welland's a big deal right now it's a big deal james
3: to me not a big deal it's two very <laughs> famous rich people playing golf in a very fancy golf course
4: uh big of, me in big deal not a big deal that i don't uh, i don't have spotify
0: That is a big deal. We've already covered this on this show. Ian doesn't either. I knew I was going to get no support here from Ian.
4: Ian, that doesn't surprise anybody. He probably does. Ian probably
0: does have Spotify, but his daughters run the account.
4: (laughs) That's a distinct possibility.
3: That could be true.
0: Coming up next here on Amber and Ian, Triple Eight, say ESPN. If you want to give us a call, chime into the conversation on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. We will get to your phone calls. Aaron Rodgers on his return. Anything college football, the playoff rankings. We argued a lot over the playoff rankings yesterday. Whatever you've got for us, your hottest takes. Triple Eight, say ESPN. You can always chime into the conversation on the Dr. Pepper call in line here on Amber and Ian, triple eight, say ESPN. You can also tweet to us at Ian Fitz. ESPN is how you find Ian Fitzsimmons at Amber W sports is how you find me, Amber Wilson. Let's turn to your phone calls though. Terrence is calling us from Georgia. Old friend, Terrence, long time. Terrence, thanks for the call.
2: I know. It's real hard to get on there with uh, the great Ian Fitzsimmons on the show. I mean, you know, it's just tough now. You don't do Caller Roulette. Yeah, we don't Um, tend um, to do Caller Roulette um, anymore.
0: That was a special, Ian, on on Joe and Amber. Terrence was one of our regular callers. He was always here Monday through Thursday. He he was busy on Fridays. He had a life. Terrence.
2: (laughs) But anyway, um, with the college football players, I think if Washington beats Oregon, Oregon State, whoever they're playing, I think they should be bumped up at least to number two. Uh, They've had a fantastic season. I'm a real fan of Michael Pennings Jr. And uh, I don't see you guys giving Washington a a chance at all.
0: Well, with Washington, if they say, thanks, Terrence. If Washington stays undefeated, Ian, then they're in a pretty good situation, right? With how the committee has done things. What's interesting, though, is they ain't favored in that game against Oregon.
3: Not just not favored, but they are on ESPN Bet a nine and a half point underdog in a rematch in a phenomenal Ooh. rivalry game. These two teams despise one another. There's a respect factor, but there's also pure sports hatred. We'll talk to two All American candidates from each of those teams coming up in the next hour of the show, man. But uh, like Terrence, I, I I I don't know where you got that from this show because we have, we said last night after. You know the penultimate college football rankings were revealed, and we talked to the College Football Playoff Committee Chair, Boo Corgan. Washington wins; they're in. I mean, it's it's that's done. It's the it's the carnage around them that is going to be fascinating to watch unfold.
0: H, say ESPN. Greg is calling us from Kentucky. Hey, Craig, what do you have for on on Aaron Rodgers?
2: I've waited many many years for somebody to finally say that this man cannot stop talking about himself more than anybody in the world. He is a narcissist on every level. Second, Ian, how can you be mad at the Bobby Petrino hire? How?
3: Just curious. He's, a, he's just a bad human being. I mean, go back to... allegedly. No, hold on a minute. I have, I have examples.
0: It appears. T- the evidence suggests.
3: That's one, right and dirty. But you go back to when he was the OC at Auburn, stabbing his, his boss and Tommy Tuberville, the head coach, in the back on a private airstrip with the biggest jock-sniffing booster that college football's ever seen in Bobby Louder, trying to take Tubbs' job. Then you go when he was the head coach of the Falcons, quitting on the team. Leaving it didn't even have the guts to address the team left in midseason, and then you go to Arkansas where infidelity, lying about it with a staffer. What do you mean? How? What do you mean? How can I be puzzled by the return of Bobby Petrino riding dirty back into Fayetteville? How could you not be shocked by this? Because every. Radio station, every TV network, every sports outlet, coast-to-coast, border-to-border, was talking about this and showing the image of him in a neck brace after the motorcycle accident. Motorcycle accident, my big hairy butt. I mean, are you kidding me? Yeah, I, that's that's my answer. There's a line. That, I can keep going on examples of why he should not have been brought back It's an act of desperation, but for Sam Pittman, who I love to death, I hope it works out.
0: He he did bring a big scandal to that university, right? I mean, it it was a major scandal. It's an iconic picture of him in the neck brace at that press conference. All of us still remember it. And for Arkansas to want to be reattached to that individual, I think that that's what's surprising to people just because at the time, he did bring so much shame and attention and controversy, essentially unwanted attention to the Razorbacks. But here they are again, because he can call plays in a football game. So that, that component of it, a little surprising. One of the hardest things that I have, one of the hardest lessons I have learned as an adult in life, right? Is sometimes good things happen to bad people or people that appear to maybe not be the best people. Uh, That sucks. It sucks. And it happens in every industry, uh, including this one that you and I sit in. Adam is calling us from Bakersfield. Adam, what do you have for us on Mac Jones and Bill Belichick?
2: Hey, just love, loved Ian's comments on uh, Belichick ruining Mac Jones. I'm hoping he's also ruined his chances to break Don Shula's record for most wins ever. Belichick needs to just go away.
0: I don't think, and listen, I'm a Dolphins fan. I don't really want him to catch Shula by any means. I don't think he's going away now. I think he might be going away from the New England Patriots again, yeah. but I don't think he's leaving coaching, even though he's in his seventies.
3: You saw Jonathan Kraft, you know, a few weeks ago, mouthing to his dad, you know, Robert Kraft, the, the owner uh, and and CEO of the Patriots. This doesn't look right. Doesn't look good. And and it, they're right. I think this is Belichick's swan song uh with the patriots he will be gone it will be a mutual parting of the ways and then let's see if somebody else picks him up because he's had one playoff appearance and that was with mac jones as a rookie until he ruined him by hiring matt patricia to be his oc um i mean he's had one playoff appearance without tom brady bottom line
0: There's no doubt that the decisions have not been good since the departure of Tom Brady. I would say from a general manager perspective, a personnel perspective, that's really where the criticism lies. I'm not one that's going to go out on a limb and say, oh, well, you know, Bill Belichick's a terrible coach. He just had Tom Brady because I don't think it's that easy to win that many Super Bowls no matter who you have under center, even though I recognize the greatness of Tom Brady. I think he can be a good coach. But I do question the whole personnel portion of the conversation. Because I think it's one of the reasons that that Tom Brady ended up winning a Super Bowl somewhere else, frankly. So he got tired of the weapons around him when he got into his 40s and he wanted more and better help around him. Bill probably, though, is not going to relinquish those duties. That would make more sense to me. Hey, just be the coach. We're going to get somebody else to handle the personnel decisions. I don't see him being comfortable with that at that organization. That's why I could see him pursuing Don Shula's record somewhere else. But, man, it's hard to imagine him hanging it up all together. Coming up next here on Amber and Ian, we will look ahead to the Pac-12 championship game. It is championship weekend in college football.